Brought to you from the English Department, IU School of Liberal Arts at IUPUI. I'm your host, Mark Eckel, and this is About Story. Meet the narratives and narrators bringing life to liberal arts about story. About Story is a podcast dedicated to uplifting, positive, engaging stories from the faculty, students, and friends of the English Department at the IU School of Liberal Arts at IUPUI. Today we have the pleasure and privilege of having Dr. David Hogberg, Chair of the English Department, talk with us about why he is an English professor and why he's passionate about learning and the inspiration that he hopes to give to his students, and also the issue of literature, increasing empathy about others, because you are listening to the inner life of those folks. Listen as David Hogberg gives his perspective on About Story. Thank you for joining me today on About Story. Dr. David Hogberg, uh, we're glad to have you today. Thanks for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me. So I think one of the most important questions that uh, we could ask an IUPUI professor is uh, what brought you to the place of wanting to become an English professor? Well, thanks, Mark. I, um, I guess I would have to say I, I always liked reading and writing in uh, high school. And when I got to college, I had some really terrific professors who uh, inspired me and got me excited about reading and particularly about literature. So I was an English major in college and um, just took course after course and enjoying becoming uh, more knowledgeable about literature, enjoying the process of thinking hard, reading closely. And uh, it just became a, a very exciting thing for me so that when I was nearing the end of my college career, uh, I could really see myself going to graduate school to get an advanced degree uh, and, and wanting to teach. I wanted to share that enthusiasm with other people. It's neat to hear uh, that a college professor wants to share enthusiasm. How important is that? Well, for, for me, it's important. I think it's, you know, it's just generally a quality of a good teacher is that they show the passion that they have and that they're uh, capable of inspiring students to, uh, to, you know, to, to be engaged uh, to, to cross boundaries and learn new things and new ways of thinking. Inspiration seems to be a, a, an important character quality for any kind of professor. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. You know, everybody's got their own personality. Not everyone is, you know, a stand-up comic or mm-hmm. some kind of entertainer in the classroom. But I think we all have uh, a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. Indeed. In fact, when I'm teaching my courses in the writing program, uh, I tell my students that my job is to inspire them. That's my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that very much. This is something that I think is important for for us as we think about what we teach. So, you know, you've suggested that you really enjoyed English and specifically literature. Uh, If there's a favorite course that you might have at IEPY, what might that be and why? Well, probably the course I teach most often is the first part of the British Literature Survey. 
uh, L301. It's a 300 level literature course that's required for uh, our literature concentration and it's required for most uh, uh, education students who are taking uh, uh, English for, for becoming high school teachers, secondary education. Um, so the students come in with a certain amount of uh, interest, but also a certain amount of trepidation because they're learning about earlier English literature. The course starts with Chaucer who wrote in Middle English and moves into you know, some Shakespeare, some Spencer, uh, um, and uh, that's a course that's um, become very uh, close to my heart because I've done it so often. And it's an opportunity to show students who are in some ways afraid of earlier English literature because the phrasing and the syntax is not always that comfortable to them, uh, to show them that that literature can be exciting that it speaks to issues that, they, that they're familiar with, the issues of uh, gender dynamics, for example, you know, the sort of gender divide and discussions between uh, men and women about how they should behave in society were very much alive in that time period. It was a, a time of, uh, of great change, great social change, uh, class dynamics between you know, the, the working class and the upper class were also uh, a prime uh, feature of that literature. And then we're talking about uh, the, the 1600s, the 1700s and 1800s in England. And this is the time when the English empire was, was taking shape. Uh, so places in Africa and in the new world were being colonized and uh, racial divides and racial stereotypes and, and so on were being discussed, were being bandied about. Um, so it's a course where students can find recognizably modern issues and concerns. Uh, and it just takes them a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of time to get used to some of the phrasing and the syntax that might initially have, have put them off. Uh, and, it, and I like helping students to see that, that this literature does speak to their world. It doesn't just speak to a world that's dead and gone because we're, we still are struggling with many of these concerns of gender, class, and race uh, that this, the, the, uh, the people of this 17th and 18th centuries were as well. Mm. It sure sounds like uh, the problem with the general human condition. How does, uh, how does literature deal with uh, the human condition, the problems that we face as you've raised here today? Well, it, it does it by storytelling, which mm. you know, that's the, the title of your, of your podcast, right? You yeah. tell a story, whether it's a story about a real person's biography or a fictional story. Um, uh, you're, if if uh, you're helping people to see what it's like to be that person or to be a, a certain to be sets of characters who may appear in a story, right? Very few stories have only one character. They put. Um, they put people into dynamic interaction with each other. And that I think is a lot of the primary value. It, you know, we've been hearing it say, said uh, um, probably for at least a decade or more that reading literature increases people's empathy for one another. It helps you get a sense of what the inner life of someone who's not like you might be. Um, 
And to that, I would, and I, I agree with that. And to that, I would add it, uh, literature through storytelling portrays social dynamics unfolding in time. Uh, and there's a lot to be learned from that. It sure sounds like uh, reading literature and teaching literature, as you, as you well do, uh, seems like almost a, a course on listening, the importance of listening to others' stories. I think that's very well put. I would, I would uh, totally agree with that, yeah. And, and for, for, the, for, for me as a teacher of literature in the literature classroom, part of listening is reading closely, right? I mean, because if you're reading off a page or off a computer screen, to listen is, is also to look closely at what the language says to try to give a human voice to it there's always some kind of a narrator um and uh so those things go hand in hand being a close critical reader and being a careful listener of other human beings uh, i think is uh would be how i would understand that how important in light of those comments would you say uh intellectual diversity or viewpoint diversity might be uh, on the college campus? Well, I think it's very important that we be open to uh, a diversity of ideas, a diversity of identities, open and accepting uh, of others and willing to listen and uh, willing to keep our minds open and not close them in, uh, in disapproval. Hmm. Well, that leads me to the next question, which has to do with the liberal arts in general. How important is it uh, for students to gain a liberal arts dynamic and specifically to the English department? Uh, why is that so important? Well, I think it's important because the, the liberal arts in general uh, teach um, uh, ways of looking at the world, and, and it, it's the diversity of ways of looking at the world that I think is, is uh, part of, uh, uh, of the value of a liberal arts education. Um, you're not just learning a particular method, but you're learning multiple methods for how to ask questions, how to investigate and pursue questions that have been asked, and then uh, what to do with, with uh, the results once you ask and pursue some of those questions. It sure sounds as if you're proposing a method methodology uh, to understanding people. I, I'm, I'm touching on the issue of methodology, but for the liberal arts, I would say there's no one methodology, not like a scientific method. Hmm. There are multiple ways of approaching multiple kinds of questions and lines of questions that, that can be pursued. And in a liberal, liberal arts education, you get exposure to that diversity of methodologies. Hmm. That's excellent. And, and hearing everybody's perspective and point of view is huge in all of that. Mm -hmm. um, why should, in light of what you've just suggested then, why do you think students should consider coming to IUPUI uh, to get their education? Well, IUPUI, of course, has a strong school of liberal arts, but what sets it apart from, uh, from many other universities, at least in the uh, in the central Indiana region is we're, we're an urban university, right? We're, we're located here in the heart of the, the, the largest city in the state, uh, the state capital. So we have connections with, with uh, the city and state politics, the political world and the political life here with um, um, the, uh, the incredible 
range of economic activity that's taking place here, companies and foundations and uh, um, uh, organizations that all are sort of have crystallized here around this, this exciting urban center. Um, so being at IUPUI uh, allows students to uh, do internships where they, where they will move outside of campus quite often and, and work with a company or, or an organization. Um, and it just puts them in close proximity to, uh, to the, the, the great variety of, of urban life in, a, in a, uh, a big city like Indianapolis. It really is true. There is so much available. I'm I'm thinking just uh, out loud here, but I'm I'm considering the uh, Madam uh, C.J. Walker Building uh, just north of campus, and what a wonderful history that provides for students as well as uh, listening to great concerts there. Yes, and the the Walker Building is under is uh, as we speak undergoing renovations, and will be ready to sort of begin the next phase of its life that connected to that wonderful uh, history, but then, um, you know, it'll be um, renovated and, and uh, ready for, for more concerts, more activities uh, in the near future from what I hear. Into the future, yes. I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm a great jazz aficionado, so I, I really look forward to that coming back again. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, that's mar marvelous stuff going on here in Indianapolis. Uh, when you think about coming back to school here in the fall after being through a pandemic and uh, essentially uh, everybody being uh, separated from each other and, and from campus specifically, uh, what might you be most excited about this coming fall? Well, a, a number of things. For one thing, I'm excited to think about us returning to a more normal campus life. Uh, my my colleagues and I are uh, very excited that we'll be getting back to mostly classroom teaching, you know, in-person teaching. Yes. And something like a, a really very close to a more normal campus life with extracurricular activities. We have an English club that meets regularly. We have um, uh, we our students produce the Genesis, the, the campus literary magazine. Um, and uh, we have a university writing center that offers writing consultations. These are things that all had to be done online during the last academic year due to COVID. And uh, we're looking forward to being able to have student readings and coffee hours and other things like that, uh, more the way, the way we used to, to bring people together face to face, get them talking, get them engaging with one another. One of my favorite uh, things in the years uh, previous has been to just simply hear uh, academics and scholars and speakers come in from various points of view and and points of reference, uh, and, and we'll be able to get to do that again. Yes. Another thing I'm excited about is uh, we're almost ready to open a new multi-use space, which we're calling the English Think Space. This had been, uh, it's, it's on the fourth floor of Kavanaugh Hall. It had originally been a classroom and then for, for some years was uh, English department offices and then eventually became a storeroom for some uh, anthropology equipment. It was a room that was uh, in need of renovation. And um, the English department in 2018 put together a proposal to convert the space into an adaptable multi-purpose space where students and faculty could gather 
uh, for events such as readings and lectures, as you just referred to. Uh, it will have equipment for uh, film screenings. We can have club meetings there, coffee hours, and other possible uses. Uh, we put together a proposal and with the help of a learning environments grant from the Center for Teaching and Learning, as well as some departmental money we had saved and from some very generous donations, uh, we were able to um, uh, work with the campus architect's office to put together a design and um, the renovations have, have taken place now and the, the room is, I would say about 95% uh, ready. So we're looking forward to uh, planning some kind of inaugural event this fall and uh, beginning to realize our dreams for this multi-use uh, space uh, with, with real people in the room. <laughs> That's great. And I'm anxious to, to join that gathering. That will be a, a lot of fun to be back on campus again. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, Dr. David Hogberg, we have uh, been uh, really appreciative of your time here today. Thank you so much for sharing uh, some of your insights and actually some of the foresight that you have uh, for the future of the English department. We're grateful for what you do and the good things that are happening in the English department at IEPUI. Well, I'm excited to be able to talk about them. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. David Hogberg spoke wonderful words about the social dynamics over time about learning literature. We touched on the idea of the human condition and how we engage the human condition by telling stories, how important that is. One of the big things that is important to all of us in the English department is listening to others. And part of what Dr. Hogberg talked about was a close reading and the necessity of hearing people and listening to them, the diversity of ideas, the diversity of identities, and the importance of the liberal arts in actually doing this, a way of introducing us to the world around us, the importance of liberal arts. He also spoke about the importance of why come to IUPUI, and I loved his comments uh, there about coming to an urban university, the largest city in Indiana. I think this is a real powerful statement about how we think about what we do at the English department, uh, IU School of English at IUPUI. You've been listening to the About Story podcast from the English department, the IU School of Liberal Arts at IUPUI. I'm your host, Mark Eckel. I'll see you again down the road with narratives and narrators bringing life to the liberal arts.